Hello and welcome to the Conspiracy John Show, where it's not all about conspiracies. I'm Conspiracy John, welcome to the show. Today we have another action-packed 30 minutes and we are going to go into the nature of the game, the game of life that we find ourselves wrapped up in. It's something particularly relevant for me at the moment and in particular with everything that is going on in the world and how how reality is playing out. Uh, today is the, it's the 22nd of November and it, there is an unusual energy around the place if I could if I could kind of call it that and when I say unusual I don't I don't mean bad or good and I generally try to stay away from bad and good um, comparisons because part of what we're going to discuss today is that when you view the world as a game and when you view nature so trees and plants animals and you view that there is a a power that runs through it and that we are part of it as well we are also nature we are an animal we're just a quite a highly evolved animal with a number of very delicate senses that other animals don't possess and plants and trees seem to possess completely different senses altogether which is maybe something we'll talk about in the future. But when we are connected with the divine nature or the universal nature or the the consciousness, there's so many different words for us, so many different trigger words as well. Like There's probably people who have been triggered already by certain words. God is another word as well, another trigger word, just like the Conspiracy John channel. So these trigger words, and they all are designed to make us uncomfortable in their presence so that we kind of shirk away from them. Like it's like the conspiracy. Ooh, conspiracy. Ooh, Junie Mac, I don't want to get into that. My mind might be blown. What if they're right? <laughs> what if the guy is right? Oh, that wouldn't do at all. So when I look at the nature of what is it that's behind the world the game the simulation what created the universe what is it that runs through what is this energy that is running through our whole reality our whole world and it runs through us it runs through animals we we manipulate it into forms of electricity and we change it into different forms of energy and we transform it into different shapes but at the end of the day that energy is non-judgmental and that the energy itself can be used for the highest good or it can be used for the highest not good or the highest evil so you can use the energy to become a prime being or you can use the energy to become an evil being 
so prime meaning that you are as good as you can get you are in your prime and evil which is about as bad as you can get so you can use the energy in the world for good or for evil and we see a lot of manifestations of both good and evil in this world or both prime and evil and I, I had an interesting conclusion on the prime and evil combination because I was thinking one day, what's the opposite to, to evil? Like, what's the opposite to the very worst you can be? And it, it, became, it was prime. I was like, the opposite is to be in your prime. And then I was thinking of prime evil, as in prime evil, the way, way, way back when, the idea that we have in prime evil times. And were prime evil times when there was no contrast. So prime evil is the combination of both prime and evil, both good and bad, left and right, up and down. You know, prime evil is a, a maybe a, a, a worded example of the contrast or the combination of the contrast that exists in the world and that non-judgmental contrast so as i was saying i try not to judge whether something is good or bad i try to take it for what it is and enjoy the the essence of it or the experience of it so that if you're having and so I've been listening to Ram Das, um, very, very inspirational chap as well. I mentioned Alan Watts in the last podcast or the last show. And uh, Ram Das is another one of those um, enlightened Americans like Alan Watts. And he had some excellent messages. And being in the... Being in the feeling, whatever the feeling is, is a, is a key to enjoying the game of life. And that suffering is just an element of the game that plays out in the same way as goodness or uh, pleasure or contentment or happiness. Any of those emotions, just as they would also play out. So by being non-judgmental on what is presented to us, we can become a little bit, not colder, but a little bit more impartial and a little bit more like, this is the game. This is the game. It's not to be taken too, too seriously. And the game itself seems to be all related to contrast and experiencing the highest of high by being exposed to the lowest of low and in this world particularly at the moment where there is huge fear and that's why i was talking about the the unusual energy and that it's not necessarily a bad energy, but it's an unusual energy related to the level of fear that's running through the populations at the moment. And the, the conflict that is stoked continuously 
um, on many different fronts, in many different public arenas. And it seems like I'm looking outside now and it's a beautiful evening. It's half past four in the evening and it's a gorgeous November evening and it's bright and it's crisp. And the grass is cut outside and there's a beautiful tree looking down on me. But there's this, there's this feeling when I go into the world. So when I am engaging with people, uh, maybe in the shops or if I'm going to, uh, to any meetings, uh, even the, the behavior of people. And it's, I don't know, is it a fear? more so than it's a, an unknowingness that there, there see, we seem to be moving into this period of unknown and like technology is ramping up to levels that has, has, has probably not been seen since the old world, I'm sure, of course. And there's going to be a lot of new technology being introduced, particularly next year and the following year, I would say. Um, I've seen that we've got the metaverse has kicked off as well. So that's going to be that's going to be a new experience, a new escape. And it's very much uh, a period of blossoming or dying, I would say. And that I, I speak from my own experience here and it kind of comes back to another one of the, the reasons that I created the show because I think that for me personally, I, uh, I'm aware and have been aware of the nature of the world and the reality behind the reality obviously from a conspiracy perspective but also looking at the spirituality and the health mythology uh, history geography uh, all of those different areas not just about the fact that there is a gigantic lie perpetrated on a global scale on a minute by minute basis ch channeled in to everybody's phone and computer and television uh, 24 7 365 days a year not the not the today moment conspiracy but the who are we conspiracy and how did we get here like for most of us we arrived one one day uh, when the stars were aligned in a certain space in the sky and when the sun and the moon were in certain places in the sky and we arrived from a from inside generally i think i think well maybe there's uh maybe there's human cloning that I'm not aware of but the majority of babies I think in this world come from 
female, biologically female women. And we arrived one day and we don't really remember much back as far. Maybe maybe we might get lucky enough. I, I, I have memories of when I was age three in play school. And I was pouring water on some poor girl next to me. And uh, I was actually asked to leave the play school at the time. Um, I lasted a couple of days, as I remember, maybe two weeks. But I, I was happy enough anyway, as I remember it. But they're my earliest memories, so age three. But I literally arrived from I don't know where into a family of a mother and a father. And I just immediately started to program my human avatar, my body, my body robot, my biological avatar. It started to automatically learn without me even being aware of anything happening. So my body vehicle started to download speech from my parents. It started to download rituals, started to download likes and dislikes for foods, tastes, smells, experiences. And it began to create uh, a personality for itself. And I, ad I just adopted. So I was, like my, my body and everybody's body, for, for the most part, as a child, is on high-level autopilot of survival mode. And... It's like you dropped into the game and you completely forgot where you came from. So we dropped in here, we completely forgot where we came from. And then the only thing that was saving us is that our body vehicle is on autopilot. And it has an auto programming built into it that allows it to survive. And that seems to be the case with most nature, trees, animals, uh, anything that can grow and blossom in this world seems to have this inbuilt program where it can learn to live within the environment that it's within and it will just adapt to it. But I still have no idea where I came from. You know, I literally, I just, I may as well have just woken up and said, where the heck am I? And I never remembered. Still don't know where I came from. I lived a whole life, developed a whole personality, still no idea. And that is part of the game that we live in, apparently, or from what I can see anyway, from what I, like if I've looked at some of the spiritual teachings from India, particularly, and some of the Buddhist teachings, some of the Taoist teachings, it's very much that we are here to have an experience and that experience is by contrast that we will experience the good by also experiencing the bad as well. So that being said, this podcast is about that game and I feel that there are a lot of people similar to myself um, 
varying degrees of interest in developing kind of more spiritually um, the next couple of years because the world quite clearly for those with eyes to see is going in a very technological direction and there's certainly going to be um, discomfort as we move into that new type of a world that if if we're holding on to wanting to still have two feet in both worlds i think there's going to be a bit of a split and a lot of people have spoken about this split and not necessarily like a, a split where it's the stark split between technology versus non-technology but it will just be that over time and this is the way history has always played out it's a slow process where there are crises there are crises all the time that trigger massive changes in human behavior but the way that human behavior is changed historically has always been quite slowly so you might have small changes happen quite quickly like everybody has to put a mask over their face or everybody has to perform certain measures within society and you can engage that kind of behavior but if you want to engage the human animal in a more long-term pursuit and if you want to bring them down a, a whole new way of living like essentially turning them into a different creature because like i was saying about when i arrived into the world and I started my body automatically started programming itself to the environment everybody's body is continuously programming themselves to the environment and this is why it's so in, this is so intriguing to me because I have such an interest from the marketing in how to influence human behavior and it is quite easy to do like it's it's not a difficult exercise and because it's quite easy to do, there are many different ways it can be done, and it's a very, very developed art. Um, and it's like it's a mind control technique, but you don't have to be mind controlled. Like nobody has to take the programming. The idea that I get from this game is that we. We take the programming so that we can then shed it and appreciate the game without the programming because like i was saying in the previous at the end of the previous show like i think that this world has a lot more and that this game has a lot more to offer the human spirit and our our fulfillment our own individual fulfillment than we have noticed i think that there's much more opportunity for us to not take the programming if we choose to do so and that there's always going to be the majority of people the programming will take i think because that's the way that this world is set up and that kind of brings on another area of the game where we have the 
the non-player character versus the gamer idea or the NPC and or the background people as Dolores Cannon called them and this idea I think was very prevalent in the movie Free Guy that I spoke about in the last show uh, Ryan Reynolds is it the Deadpool guy he's actually quite good I must say he's probably a deep fake but he's got loads of movies coming out they just stuck his head on a load of actors boom 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 deep fake Brian Reynolds 40 movies a year that's what the actors will be doing now soon enough they'll be coming out with flipping endless movies We're like how does he do so many movies Jesus he must be flat out it's like yeah flat out or else just CGI so <laughs> poor old Ryan Reynolds probably a lovely fella so the idea of the NPC and the gamer in the movie Free Guy which I will briefly explain is that there is a game called I can't even remember but it's like Free City I think it's called and in Free City it's like a game like Fortnite or like Overwatch or any of these games uh, but it's a city and you can go in and you can rob banks and you can shoot up it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto actually very similar to Grand Theft Auto uh, so you have the gamers and the gamers is conspiracy John sitting in the real world having a game and he logs in and then all around you've got the non-player characters or the NPCs and all of the NPCs they are just pre-programmed to continuously play over the same script over and over again so a gamer can take part in missions they can see all different icons on the ground they are fully in the game but the NPCs are going about their daily ritual but they don't know that they're NPCs in the game so they don't know that they're non-player characters they think and Ryan Reynolds thinks that he's living in the real world he works in a bank and he uh, he has a best friend and he does the same thing every day and he gets the same coffee every day and he's just on like a, a programmed loop and the gamers obviously they you know they'll go in and they'll rob the bank and he'll be the bank teller behind the bank uh, and he's hiding when it, and the bank gets robbed like four times a day every time every time there is a, a gamer comes in or wants to rob the bank but this NPC Ryan Reynolds he actually becomes self-aware so the gamers in the game have glasses like in they live I suppose and he takes one so he becomes a self-aware NPC he breaks his programming somehow and he takes the sunglasses from a gamer and puts them on and then the NPC became a player in the game as well so what this thought leads me to is that in our world I certainly think that we have gamers and that there are access levels to this world where you can go in at a different level a higher gamer level but I think there's also the NPC level where you have brand new souls brand new pieces of divine energy and they've just they've come into a human avatar 
they've come into this biological robot and they've just literally taken the programming just fully taken the full full programming they literally have no previous you know they didn't come from anywhere else you know they're not from any you know they didn't zap in from some other planet or they're not like a highly evolved soul that came here to help save the universe and you know these other options all of whom could be gamers i'm not poo-pooing them i'm just saying that the npc character in our world is literally the fresh the fresh spark and those characters have the ability to wake up in this world and we also have the ability to like we we operate as npcs we can be like as a gamer you could be pushed down to the level of an npc i'd, I'd imagine so what we have to consider then is where where do we where do we fit on that chess game where where does our game reside and how do we get the most out of the game when we are not an npc or when we're not retaking the program when we've awakened a bit more and like this show is probably for the type of thinker that has awakened to reality somewhat and i can speak from my own experience as that when like when i awakened to reality and when i started to try to figure it out i mean if if you're if if you're a person listening to this that is relatively new and that you've only just recently discovered that the world is full of shit, uh, <laughs> then there's a good chance you could be highly fearful of a lot of stuff that you're seeing and wondering like what the heck is going on here. If you're a bit more seasoned, you know, like myself, I'm I'm looking at this for like 15 years after experiencing the world and after playing with reality a little bit and doing different things and i suppose gathering my thoughts into a more balanced space like i don't fear what's going on in the outside world at one stage i i would maybe have been fearful I, I would be concerned uh, that some of the outside world could overstep itself into my world if I'm not diligent and if I'm not paying attention. But the more I the more I look at where the human being has come from, like in the previous world, the the old world, and I look at where we are now, I can. I can see a real beauty in this world and I can see that like we we've all got the opportunity to carve out just a little bit of our own our own creation unmanipulated like we can choose to turn off all the news we can choose to turn our backs on all the phones and the social media we can choose to turn our backs on all of the programming and I I make an effort to do it 
and I do it more so now than I've ever done. And I'd imagine that I would probably develop more in that direction. But one thing to remember is that if we can trust, or what I find anyway, is that if I can just trust in whatever the process is, whoever the gamer is above me, you know, whatever it is that's guiding and inspiring and being a muse and being a creative outlet for me and let it happen more so than try to push it even in the face of a very very insane world and like very choppy waters and i think it's like there is going to be some weird stuff coming so more than ever I think that there is going to be people will want an anchor, especially people who are aware of the world as it is. And I see on a lot of channels and a lot of a lot of shows that talk about so-called conspiracy topics that regardless of all the goodness that they pump out they they still it still doesn't feel like they have got the right direction with the material when they present it and i think that to have that little extra that trust that that understanding that the world is here to be enjoyed and not we we don't need to push against it so hard we don't need to protest we don't need to we don't need to fight the man we don't need to change the world like we you know we don't need to go and buy land and live off grid together and like people have been trying to do that for you know, it's never worked. People have been doing it since, like, I was looking at shows from from Ireland back in the 80s and the 70s, and people were trying to live in, you know, a group of people living off the land and families living together. And it just it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem to work out. And what I try to promote as much as possible for myself is just find that finding that individual journey finding what inspires me finding what makes me tick what makes me happy and you know if i get the opportunity to maybe ramble on on a, on a show like this and say a couple of words maybe spread some of what's worked for me fantastic so i think for now we're going to leave it there. This has been Conspiracy John and the Conspiracy John Show, where it's not all about conspiracies. And I will see you again on the next one.